I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Alice is open by Thanksgiving. It's looking very likely. I'm Nick Ainelli. Metro is running fewer 7,000 series trains than you might have thought. I'm John Aaron. A 15-year-old is shot and killed in D.C. just after his father was murdered. I'm Luke Luker. The Caps beat Montreal at NHL action downtown. A wild finish to the baseball playoffs. It's 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. President Biden is back in the White House after a Western swing, during which he tried to ensure a Democratic midterm turnout. CBS's Skyler Henry. He's got a real set of accomplishments, and he needs people to know that. George Washington University professor Todd Belt says the president's victory lap is equal parts campaign strategy and old-fashioned political stumping. Joe Biden isn't really the big rally kind of guy anymore. He works better with uh, some smaller crowds. In contrast, Presidents Trump and Obama racked up thousands of miles, crisscrossing the country, making their final cases to voters ahead of the midterms. And in states where races at the top of the ticket are tightly contested, some say a Biden presence, based on his approval rating, could make or break the outcome. And now to Georgia, home to one of the most competitive Senate races in the nation. Here's CBS's Nicole Killian. Marshall Walker was riding high after the Georgia Senate debate. So I brought something and Senator left so fast last night that I didn't get a chance to give it to him. But I got a uh, Team Biden t-shirt. The GOP challenger continued to tie Democratic incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock to President Biden after clashing Friday night over everything from the economy to abortion rights. I'll be a senator that protects life. He says no exceptions. Even in the case of rape, incest, or the life of the mother. I think that's extreme. The home buying market has cooled off dramatically recently, says CBS's Don Yabaka. The fastest cooling markets are Seattle, Las Vegas, San Jose, San Diego, Sacramento, and Denver. Holding strong are Chicago, Albany, and Milwaukee. A year ago, people were buying homes sight unseen, multiple offers. It's a good time to put an offer on a house at a lower number. L.A. realtor Craig Strong says buyers and sellers need to adapt to the changing market, especially during fall's traditional home sales slowdown. It's just a changing market. 2008, that was a crash landing. I feel it's going to be a softer landing. It's going to be over a period of time as people get adjusted to the new rates and the new purchase price. There's been an arrest in the Stockton, California serial killer case. Police Chief Stanley McFadden. As officers made contact with him, he was wearing dark clothing and had a mask around his neck. He was also armed with a firearm when he was taken into custody. We are sure we stopped another killing. The suspect is named as 43-year-old Wesley Brownlee. He is from Stockton, California. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. 303 Sunday morning, October 16, 2022, 58 in the nation's capital. Cool, breezy day to the start. Highs in the 40s.
Hello there, I'm Ian Crawford. The top local stories we're following this hour, the former D.C. deputy mayor telling his side of the story after resigning this past week. He stepped down after an assault allegation and a police statement that said he lived in Falls Church instead of the district, which is required for his now former position. Chris Geldart says he was staying part-time with his family in Falls Church and part-time with a friend in the district. He told the Washington Post, I geo-bachelored. That's slang often used in the military where a family chooses to live in a different location than the service member. Geldart did serve in the Marines. He says he paid part of the rent as well as his D.C. taxes. He didn't talk about the incident that prompted the scrutiny. He's due in court Monday after a man filed a criminal complaint of assault and battery, saying Geldart grabbed his throat in a Gold's Gym parking lot in Arlington. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. It's 3.04. There's hope that Metro's long-awaited extension of the Silver Line to Dulles International Airport could be open any day now. Here's WTOP's Nick Ionelli. It's looking likely that the Silverland extension to Dulles will be open for the holiday travel season, hopefully allowing riders to use it by Thanksgiving. Sources that we've been talking to had always hinted at a Halloween time frame opening. NBC4's transportation correspondent Adam Tuss. Could be around the 31st, could be the first week of November. Tuss got a behind-the-scenes look at what it's like to arrive at Dulles on Metro. It was pretty amazing. And then also just to take a look at the platform itself, the airport station, about how it's going to be for passengers. He says it's about a five-minute journey. You get off the train, go down escalators, stairs, or elevators, and then a moving walkway brings you to the main terminal. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. But other Metro riders are still waiting for the full return of the agency's sidelined rail cars. Only a limited number of 7,000 series trains are allowed on the tracks under rigorous testing requirements, but Metro is apparently having trouble even getting that limited number of trains back on the tracks. The number of 7,000 series trains that can be run right now is governed by the Washington Metro Rail Safety Commission. We have a th- authority inside of our plan that the WMSC approved to run 20. However, we can never actually fully run 20. Metro GM Randy Clark says instead, because of several other safety commission rules, they can only field 16 of the trains right now. Metro Board Chair Paul Smedberg seemed to take issue with the safety commission's thinking overall. We actually had a... S- plan approved based on safety, not process, but based on safety that we could really improve our ridership and customer experience. John Aaron, WTOP News. It's 306. Arlington County Police have identified the man shot by one of its officers in Sherlington on Friday night. They say 44-year-old El Amin Muti of Waldorf was armed during the time of the shooting. Officers responded to shots fired on South Sherlington Road near South Glebe Road around 7.30 Friday evening. When officers arrived, they say he raised a gun toward them. One officer then fired, injuring Muti after he ignored commands to drop the gun. He was hospitalized for his wound. No officers were injured in the incident. Muti is being charged with brandishing and being a felon in possession of a firearm. Other officials, I should say, have other charges pending. The two officers involved have been placed on administrative leave. 
A family in Northeast D.C. is grieving again after a teenager becomes the second murdered family member in a year. On Thursday afternoon, Andre Robertson Jr. was shot and killed while sitting on a porch near Kelly Miller Middle School. Metallic colored sedan pulled up and three suspects shot him multiple times. Last October, the 15-year-old's father was beaten to death in the same neighborhood. D.C. police say Andre Robertson Sr. was killed on October 1st by Darius Robertson, his cousin. It was on 53rd Street, just blocks away from where the younger man was later killed. Darius Robertson was arrested last December. He is charged with second-degree murder and is awaiting trial. Police are still searching for the three suspects in the shooting of Andre Robertson Jr. Luke Luger, WTOP News. Coming up after traffic and weather controversy swirls again around a proposed bill from earlier this year in Virginia. It's 3.07. Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school, but I still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. It's 308. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th and back to Carlos Ramirez in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thanks, Ian. Got some good news. If you're headed northbound on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, looks like all lanes are open once again. Not seeing any delays left over there. Uh, Though a very slight delay just as you make way past 193, but that's just as folks pick up speed, of course. If you do see any activity there, it's going to be on the left shoulder. Not much of a shoulder there, but that's where you might find some. Just make sure you stay to the left just in case. Southbound I-95 looks up to speed. Northbound 270 looks good. And if you're headed on 355, unfortunately, all lanes are still closed on the southbound side. Headed between Plummer Drive and Gunners Branch Road. All lanes are blocked there. Northbound side is open. Hopefully that opens up soon, but the investigation is, of course, ongoing. Down in Virginia, 60 Sixth, the work zone. You got two work zones eastbound. After 28, you'll have a single lane getting by down the center of the roadway. And then after 123, headed past Nutley Street, you'll have a single right lane getting by. Westbound side, uh, the work zone's on the right. You'll have a single left lane getting by. As of now, not seeing any stoppages. They stopped traffic twice earlier tonight, but looks like they haven't done it since. Hopefully, that uh, is all that we'll see as far as that's concerned. I-95 looks good from the Fredericksburg area all the way up towards the Springfield Interchange, and 395 looks good. No issues on the southeast-southwest freeway. However, southbound side of I-295 has an accident scene just as you make way past Malcolm X Avenue. No reports on which lanes are blocked, so if you happen to be riding by, you can get me that information safely. one 866-304-WTOP is a traffic tip line, or double-check double that WTOP app. It's got a lot of handy options as well. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4, Samara Theodore with this forecast for Sunday morning. As we kick off your Sunday, temperatures will rise from the 50s into the low 70s. We're not as warm as yesterday, but we're also not as windy. Winds grow calm for your Sunday. Mostly sunny conditions today. This evening, clouds build, rain moves in, showers likely overnight. For your Monday morning, rain could stick around but taper off through the morning hours and then dry out. Winds will pick up. High temperatures on Monday will be in the upper 60s near 70. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. It is 55 in Hyattsville. It's 45 in Fredericksburg on the eastern shore. It's 57 in eastern Maryland. And it's all brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 
It's 3:11. A Virginia state lawmaker is at the center of a controversy over a proposed bill related to young transgender people. Prince William County Delegate Elizabeth Guzman is defending a bill that didn't get much attention when introduced two years ago. It's now at the center of some controversy after what she calls an inaccurate TV report. Guzman described the proposed measure as expanding the definition of child abuse to include physical or mental injury on kids because of their sexual orientation or gender identity. The recent WJLA report said the bill would make it possible for parents to face criminal charges if they don't affirm their child's sexual orientation and gender identity. Guzman responded on Twitter, calling the report misleading. The Washington Post reports House Minority Leader Don Scott Jr. says he spoke with Guzman and she has no intention of introducing the bill. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. The owner of a popular Largo restaurant is apologizing after the restaurant stayed open after a woman died in the bathroom. Police say the woman was found unconscious in the restroom of Jasper's on Wednesday. She was later pronounced dead. Restaurant staff closed off the area, including the women's bathroom, to other diners while the coroner and a funeral home came to collect the body. That took about three hours. Jasper's owner, Fred Rosenthal, has apologized to any customers who felt the situation was mishandled. It's 3:12. A district man pleads guilty to killing a man near the Mount Vernon Square Metro Station. Apparently, the defendant lured the victim to the station. 21-year-old William Whitaker of the district pleaded guilty Friday to a second-degree murder charge in, the, in connection with the death of 19-year-old Melek Cisse in January of 2020. Prosecutors say Cisse was called to organize the meeting near Mount Vernon Square Metro. When he got there, a group of people pulled up in a white vehicle and opened fire. Police say Whitaker was part of the Simple City Avenue crew. The shooting is believed to be linked to a gang rivalry. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Maryland has a new section focused on civil rights and special victims cases. The new section, Civil Rights Work, will focus on hate crimes and discrimination in housing, jobs, and educational opportunities, and work to prevent voter suppression. Maryland's U.S. Attorney says his office's new Civil Rights and Special Victims section has a broad mandate. It'll pursue cases to protect equal opportunities for people, regardless of their race, ethnicity, sex, color, disability, religion, national origin or sexual orientation. The section also will focus on cases involving child exploitation, human trafficking and identity theft. Chrissy King, WTOP News. An absolutely bizarre day in sports. Recap by Brian Albin next. It's 313. Everyone here knows Diamonds Direct is the place to go for the best diamonds at the best prices. But did you know that savvy buyers from all over America, even Los Angeles and New York, now come here to buy their diamonds? These high-end shoppers have discovered that Diamonds Direct has one of America's best selections of large, rare diamonds, from 3 carats to 20 carats, all certified by the GIA, the most reputable and most trusted gem lab in the world. Because of Diamonds Direct's international connections and tremendous buying power, we're one of only a handful of jewelry stores in America that is able to offer a large selection of rare and precious GIA diamonds. In fact, Diamonds Direct's multi-million dollar selection includes a stunning array of high-end Riviera necklaces, 20-carat tennis bracelets, and an extraordinary collection of rare, precious gemstones, rubies, sapphires, emeralds, and even the really hard-to-find fancy yellow diamonds. Come see why Diamonds Direct right here is the destination for high-end shoppers all over America. Extraordinary selection, quality, and unmatched value. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. DiamondsDirect.com. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. 
that job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Maryland Army National Guard. Aired by the Maryland, D.C., Delaware Broadcasters Association at this station. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 315, the update from the breathless Brian Albin. It was a wild and wacky Saturday in the Major League Baseball playoffs. It started with JT Realmuto hitting the first postseason inside the park home run in five years to help push the Phillies to an 8-3 win over Atlanta in their first NLCS since 2010. Then the Astros advanced to the ALCS with a 1-0 win in 18 innings over Seattle. Jeremy Pena led off the 18th with a solo shot. It was the first time a postseason game had ever made it to the 18th inning scoreless. Then in Cleveland, the Yankees took a 5-3 lead into the ninth, but in the bottom of the ninth. From the set, and the 1-2. Hit up the middle, a base hit! The tying run is scored! Here comes Rosario with the winning run! And it's pandemonium at Progressive Field! Bob Costas with the call on TBS as the Guardians take a 2-1 series lead on the Yankees on the Oscar Gonzalez walk-off. The Capitals picked up their first win of the season behind three second-period goals and a 3-1 win over Montreal. In college football, Maryland defeated Indiana 38-33 to improve to 5-2 on the season. And in other news, the NBA announced that former NBA and Georgetown star Dikembe Mutombo is undergoing treatment for a brain tumor. The 56-year-old is in Atlanta and said to be in great spirits. I'm Brian Albin, WTOP Sports. The late baseball playoff game added the exclamation point to Saturday's action. The Padres win their playoff series against the Dodgers with a come from behind 5-3 win. Top stories we're following on WTOP this morning. A man arrested in Stockton, California, accused of killing six and wounding one other in a series of shootings throughout Northern California. 43-year-old Wesley Brownlee was armed when he was arrested and may have been searching for other victims. President Biden will speak at a Democratic National Committee event in the district this Tuesday. The president's remarks expected to focus on abortion rights will come at the Howard Theater just three weeks before the crucial midterm elections. Two soldiers in training in Russia turned their guns on other trainees Saturday. Eleven other soldiers killed, 15 more wounded at a Russian military firing range before the two soldiers were shot and killed. Russia's defense ministry calls the act a terrorism attack. WTOP. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. It's 317. A proposal meant to create more affordable housing in Arlington continues to spark debate on both sides of the issue. Brian Casabianca told the Arlington board at Saturday's meeting that rezoning neighborhoods where there are only single-family homes to allow developers to build low-rise multi-unit structures won't lower prices. Building more housing on land will not make new housing more affordable because the biggest cost of housing is land. And land prices rise when upzoning occurs, especially in large metro areas. Charles Day spoke on behalf of those who support the missing middle concept. Please vote to give Arlington more options so more people living here can have a shot at staying here. Average sales price for a single-family home in Arlington now tops $1 million. Sandy Kozell, WTOP News. Traffic and weather on the 8th, 318 with Carlos Ramirez in the traffic center. Thanks, Ian. The southbound side of the... Of I-295, I still dealing with an accident scene. It's just as you make your way past Malcolm X Avenue. A bit of a delay building through that area. A little rubbernecking northbound as well. Unclear what lane is affected, but follow any police direction there. Keep your heads up as you head southbound past the Suitland Parkway. The incident's going to be right as you make your way past Malcolm X Avenue. 
If you're headed northbound on the BW Parkway, sounds like there may still be some crash activity after 193, a very slight volume delay building through that area. Uh, the initial crash was along the right-hand side of the roadway, so keep your heads up as you make way past 193. 355, still closed on the southbound side. It's going to be south of Middlebrook Road, closer to Plummer uh, Drive. The closure is between Plummer Drive and Gunners Branch Road. The northbound side is open, no issues headed northbound. I-270 looks good between Frederick and the Beltway. I-95 up to speed and 50, of course, as you head across the Bay Bridge. Looks like they've got two-way traffic on the eastbound span. Hearing uh, reports of a potential accident seen on the westbound side after 424 on your approach towards 301. Proceed with caution through that area. There is a delay building there as well. 66 has the work zone on the eastbound side. It's going to be between Nutley Street and the Beltway. Single lane gets you by all along the right-hand side of the roadway. Westbound side, same story, just a single left lane gets by the work zone there. I-95 and 395 completely up to speed in Virginia. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4, Samara Theodore with the Sunday morning forecast. It has been a spectacular weekend thus far. Today, we continue to see sunshine, at least to start. Temperatures climbing from the 50s into the low 70s. By this evening, though, clouds build in, rain moves in, showers are likely overnight, and rain is possible through the first half of your Monday before tapering off rather quickly. High temperatures on Monday will be in the upper 60s, and we are breezy. Tuesday, mostly sunny, but highs will be in the 50s. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. 48 degrees in Reston, 49 in Woodbridge. It's 55 in Bethesda. Brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up on WTLP, the storm is gone, but Hurricane Ian's impact could live on for quite a while. It's 321. Olivia from Washington. Laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while. Roger from California. I'm grateful we could afford our son's surgery. I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Donna from Louisiana. The storm just hit, and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, it's Megan Cloherty. On the latest DMV download, can you taste climate change? Virginia's Wine Board is asking two vintners to research new, hardier grapes to plant that can withstand wetter, warmer conditions. We talk with one of those winemakers about the process on the latest episode. Find us wherever you get podcasts. This is WTOP News. It's 322. Maryland State Police are investigating the death of an 89-year-old man after a crash on Route 40 in Frederick County. The crash happened just after 9 Friday night. They say Donald Reineke tried to cross Route 40 on Harmony Road in, in his car. The driver of a pickup went through the intersection at the same time, hit the car. Reineke died on impact. The driver of the truck was airlifted to shock trauma in Baltimore for treatment. Maryland State Police continue to investigate. In 2020, Virginia made it legal to install speed cameras in school at highway work zones. Now Alexandria City Council votes unanimously to approve them. 
Here in Alexandria, five school zones will be getting speed enforcement cameras. If the cameras catch you going at least 10 miles an hour over the speed limit, it would mean a fine of up to $100. It would not count as a conviction and would not go on to records that affect insurance rates. Signs will need to be posted within 1,000 feet of the cameras to warn that they're being used. You could challenge a ticket if you weren't driving, but you'd have to say who was behind the wheel. The school zones that will get the speed cameras are still to be determined. In Alexandria, Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. It's 323. Environmental and historic preservation groups in Maryland are asking a federal court to block plans to widen a 15-mile stretch of the Beltway and I-270. Here's WTOP's Dick Giuliano. Those aiming to block the highway project say it could disturb an African-American cemetery in Cabin John and Plumber's Island, a small island in the Potomac near the American Legion Bridge that is renowned for its botanical research. Josh Tolkien, director of the Maryland chapter of the Sierra Club, says there are deficiencies in the state's environmental review. The Maryland Department of the Environment tried to take shortcuts. Um, and circumvent really critical studies that needed to do. The project is intended to ease congestion by adding toll lanes and a new and expanded American Legion bridge. Dick Uliano, WTOP News. The Maryland Department of Transportation is expected to give $1.4 million in funding for road improvement projects aimed at unclogging sections of three high-traffic state highways in Anne Arundel County. A uh, project to add lanes to Ritchie Highway, a section of Route 2 in Arnold running between Route 50 and Arnold Road. The funding is expected to be distributed sometime next year. Money News at 25 and 55 on WTOP 325 with Joan Doniger. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Long-lasting effects of Hurricane Ian could be felt elsewhere than just Florida. Ports there have reopened, but now merchants are getting ready for the holidays and Florida still has to rebuild. We need to get drywall. We need to get lumber. We need to get the core infrastructure into Florida. Brandon Daniels is CEO of Exeger, a global risk management company. As we start to get into the holidays, the supply chains are going to go through a squeeze anyway. Right in the smack of hurricane season, Daniels notes some of those storms are a lot bigger and stronger than we're used to. We've seen more billion-dollar disasters in the last 10 years that we had, than we had seen in the last 30 cumulatively. He says that will necessitate change. We really have to take a hard look at how we're going to deal with climate volatility and change and how we're going to adjust the way that we manage our supply chains into the future. And if we don't, it's at our own peril. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Joan Doniger on WTOP. Jesse Ann on WTOP. After traffic and weather, a suspected serial killer is behind bars in California's San Joaquin Valley. President Biden back at the White House this morning after a four-day West Coast campaign swing with a big date coming up in the district on Tuesday evening. Stay with us. Lots to tell you about. It's 326. Get your workout in while getting caught up on the day's biggest news story. And what is the point of this? Clearly some sort of system failed here. So I think this is a pretty big deal. Get tips on the best DMV date spots while cooking dinner. Top of the Watergate Hotel. We're going to go on some bikes. I am not a camper. WTOP's DMV Download Podcast. It's easy to listen no matter what you're doing. I mean, come on. 20-minute episodes, weekday afternoons. Presented by Steamfitters Local 602. Download wherever you get your podcasts. 
Everyone here knows Diamonds Direct is the place to go for the best diamonds at the best prices. But did you know that savvy buyers from all over America, even Los Angeles and New York, now come here to buy their diamonds? These high-end shoppers have discovered that Diamonds Direct has one of America's best selections of large, rare diamonds, from 3 carats to 20 carats, all certified by the GIA, the most reputable and most trusted gem lab in the world. 